In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord willing, over the course of this last year, and perhaps as we've been reminded of even over the course of this last week, as we've seen a a once-in-a-lifetime, at least for the South, uh, storm that we had come through this past week. And I'm very thankful that uh, Memphis didn't have it as badly as far as power outages and things like that uh, as other places in our country did. Uh, But Lord willing... Over the course of this year and again this last week, we've had the opportunity to be reminded of the big lesson that, Lord willing, all of us should be learning. All of us, because we are as a community of people in the world facing a lot of the same things. And, Lord willing, what we are learning is that we have got to focus ourselves on really one thing everything else is passing but to focus ourselves on, well, one person, ultimately, Christ. And to focus ourselves, in particular, on the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because that is the only thing that truly matters. And so thanks be to God, after we've had this reminder of a a once-in-a-lifetime snowstorm come through this week, the Sunday that we have to come back to is the first Sunday of the Triodian. And so we are beginning our journey to Pascha. We are beginning our journey today to once again celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, that one thing that ultimately matters. And so over the course of these next few weeks, the church has gifted us with particular Sundays and particular themes to be able to help us to begin to prepare our hearts to properly participate in the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whether that would be in this life in May or in the life to come. May we uh, participate fully in the resurrection of our Lord at that time. And so there are these themes that come up. And this morning's theme is don't pray like the Pharisee. And because we have this theme of don't pray like the Pharisee, and in Lent we get this boot camp of how do we actually pray and how do we uh, prepare ourselves to pray and to participate in the, the resurrection, the one big prayer, well, one of the big prayers that we get during Great Lent, of course, is the prayer of St. Ephraim the Syrian, which is, of course, those three very short sentences punctuated by prostrations that we have as the example of how to properly pray. And so for the next couple of weeks, I thought that I would actually do something a little bit different. And perhaps this is what a priest thinks about while he's staying inside from the snow and corralling a toddler. He thinks about servants for the next couple of weeks. But I thought I would take for each week of this Triodian period a section of that prayer, the prayer of St. Ephraim, and attach it to the gospel readings that we have, uh, that we've been given. Because that prayer is the prayer par excellence of, of Great Lent. And these Sundays are those Sundays of preparation for Great Lent and for the participation in Pascha. If you don't remember the prayer of St. Ephraim, it will be the first quote in your bulletin, and it is this morning, for the next couple of weeks. And of course, that beautiful prayer is a great one to start off with if the theme for today is don't pray like the Pharisee. Because the first words of that prayer, O Lord and Master of my life. O Lord and Master of my life. Now when we say those words, and Lord willing, when we say them and mean them, we are putting ourselves into a proper place of how we are to relate with God. If He is our Lord and He is our Master, 
then we are the servants, which is how we address ourselves as we come up for communion, the servant of God, and we say our name to partake of the Eucharist, the body and blood of our Lord. The Pharisee, it says in the gospel reading, said in the gospel reading this morning, he prayed with himself. And I love the icon that's there in the back of the church uh, for uh, today's uh, celebration because the Pharisee has his arms up raised and he is, is uh, praying there in the temple in the front, I'm sure, so that everybody who's there can see him. And so he prays with himself, whereas the publican, the sinner, the guy in the back of the church does exactly what we are supposed to do. He hangs his head and he simply says, have mercy on me, O God, a sinner. And so he is our first example of how we are to pray, and especially how we are to pray this prayer of St. Ephraim, O Lord and Master of my life. Don't pray like the Pharisee. Pray like the publican with humility. O Lord and Master of my life, take from me. Take from me. That phrase, take from me, helps us to understand a couple of things. First of all, that there is something that is wrong with us. Now, don't pray like the Pharisee, because the Pharisee didn't think there was anything wrong with him at all. In fact, he thought that he was doing everything perfectly fine and everything perfectly right. He fasted twice a week, gave his tithes. He wasn't like those other people that he talked about and mentioned there in in the gospel reading. And so he didn't have any understanding of the Lord needing to take anything from him. Whereas the publican knew, first and foremost, he was a sinner. And he says it there in that gospel. He says, have mercy on me, a sinner. He recognizes that there's something wrong with him. And the same thing should be true of all of us is recognizing that we ourselves are sinners. And that we have something that is wrong with us. That's the first thing that we hear when we hear, take from me. The second thing that we should hear when we hear take from me is that we can't do it by ourselves. Don't pray like the Pharisee because he truly thought he could come to God and know God all by himself, but he couldn't. And that's why the publican standing there in the back came to God so humbly Because he knew that the only way he was going to be able to rid himself of the sinful temptations and the problems that he he had was to himself work with God. And so here we have just at the very beginning of this beautiful prayer an understanding of our need to work with God. We turn to him in repentance and then he turns to us and helps us to weed out the sin that is in our life. We admit that there's something there that we need to take out and he helps us to see it and then he helps us to do it. O Lord and Master of my life, take from me the spirit of sloth, meddling, lust of power, and idle talk. It's not a very long list of sins, only four. My list of sins goes way longer than that. But perhaps the reason that St. Ephraim chose those four sins to be able to name particularly in the prayer is because almost everything else that we do likely falls into symptoms of those big four sins. Sloth, meddling, lust of power, and idle talk. And you know what? In just a couple of verses in the gospel, that Pharisee revealed himself to be guilty of every single one of them. So don't pray like the Pharisee and be slothful. Now, he wasn't himself lazy, perhaps by the the standards of the world, but he was spiritually slothful. 
Because he was unwilling to look at his sins. He was unwilling to look in himself. He was unwilling to actually do the hard work of the spiritual life, which is to actually come to grips with the fact that we have something wrong with us and that we need God to be able to take it and uproot it out of our lives. And so he was slothful in a spiritual sense because he was completely unwilling to do that difficult work because that work is uncomfortable and that work is hard. So don't pray like the Pharisee and don't be spiritually slothful. Meddling. Well, now he was likely a meddler in the sense that he was a gossiper and one who was involved in people's lives because he knew all about them. He knew the tax collector, the publican who was standing there in the back because he mentioned him in in his prayer. I'm glad I'm not like extortioners and adulterers and, oh yeah, even that guy who's back there. I know what he did. And so he meddles in other people's life thinking about what they are doing instead of thinking about the things that he is doing. Don't pray like the Pharisee and be meddling or have lust of power. The only reason why he, he did all of those things that he did was solely so that he could stand at the front of the temple and pray with his hands outstretched and so that everybody would know how great that he was. And I'm sure that that gave him some sense of a feeling of righteousness, but also gave him some sense of an understanding that others looked to him as someone who is powerful, someone who is good, someone who is holy that they should look up to. Don't pray like the Pharisee and turn the things, even the things that we do, into sinful things because of the way that we do them. Don't pray like the Pharisee with lust of power. Don't pray like the Pharisee with idle talk. Unfortunately, his entire prayer was simply idle talk. He was praying with himself. It wasn't about a relationship with God. It wasn't about communion with God. It wasn't about knowing God. It wasn't about participating in any of the victories of God. It was simply to stand there and to talk. Don't pray like the Pharisee with idle talk. Now, of course, we all know that the end of that sentence in the prayer of St. Ephraim is a prostration that we make uh, all the way to the ground. And it Even in that action, we are praying with our bodies, not like the Pharisee, but we are praying like the publican who comes to the Lord humbly and bows his head. And in the hymns that we heard all throughout Vespers last night and Orthros this morning, over and over again, talking about falling at the feet of our Lord, asking for mercy in humility and repentance. What a great reminder that we have. If we are truly, and Lord willing, we are truly attempting to reprioritize ourselves because of everything that the world is facing and that we are facing individually and then also as a community, reprioritize our lives by recognizing Christ. Reprioritize our lives by recognizing and desiring above all things to participate in the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the first step to doing it we hear about today and in that first sentence of the prayer of St. Ephraim, don't pray like the Pharisee, but pray like that publican with humility, with repentance, seeking solely the mercy and grace of God because of our sinfulness. And when we do that, we will be on that first step, that first way to go in our progress in participation in the death and resurrection of Christ. And Pascha will be here before we know it. 
just another couple of months or whenever our life is called. So may we start today and pray with humility, not like the Pharisee, but like the publican, like St. Ephraim, who shows us exactly how to pray. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.